Welcome to the English Montreal School Board Podcast, where you'll hear from the people within the EMSB community and beyond, beyond. people with some inspiring stories, and people who work very hard to make this board, the EMSB, the choice of thousands of families. Here's your host, Suzanne Desotel. believe it has been one full year since the lockdown and this pandemic has upended almost every aspect of school. Educators have had to rethink instruction, testing, teacher preparation, the role of technology, attendance, and even the length of a school day and structure of a school year. Joining us on the podcast today, Joe Ortona, who is the chair of the EMSB, Christy Tanuis. She is the principal of the EMSB Virtual Learning, which has been extremely important this year. Also joining us is one of the virtual students, Alessia Fauché-Nuchera, who is in grade five and would normally be going to school at Dunray Garden. Also joining us is Dr. Despina Vasiliou, she is the school psychologist and she is the MHRC coordinator for the EMSB. So hello to everyone. Joe, let's start with you. What's your overall assessment of how the EMSB has operated under these conditions? I've always been extremely proud of the EMSB uh, overall, but really when it comes to COVID, this was a global pandemic that nobody saw coming. Uh, everything kind of shut down within a day or two all across Quebec. Nobody really knew what to expect. And let's face it, nobody's really fully prepared to deal with that kind of a situation. But we really stepped up uh, when, when we needed to. Everybody in their own way uh, and, and at each level, you know, taking responsibility for what it is that they need to do. Teachers have done a tremendous job adjusting to the current circumstances. Principals have... Uh, done an amazing job adjusting in in the way that the school is is really run. Our caretakers have done a tremendous job making sure that our schools are as clean as possible. When we, uh, the new Council of Commissioners, took office on November 6th, the very first thing that we did was we asked for an assessment of the ventilation situation in all of our schools to be done and to have sort of tabulated how many uh, air purifiers we would need, how, how much it would cost, how long it would take for them to be installed. Our material resources department worked really hard and did very good work in getting that information to us as quickly as possible. In a matter of a couple of weeks, we had purchased the air purifiers. They had started the installation. They were installed one month ahead of schedule and was minus 20 with the wind chill yesterday. We have Schools with mechanical ventilation and schools uh, without now have the air purifiers. It's really been sort of day by day a constant adjustment, and, and everybody's really handled it quite magnificently, I think. And I remember reading the classrooms with air purifiers are reporting four times less COVID cases. So everybody's really working hard. They're, they're, we're all doing our best, and, and I think we're doing a really good job. Listening to you talk about the safety concerns, which is, of course, number one in, in any parent's uh, mind. And then, of course, I think the innovation to make sure that uh, the 37,000-some-odd students of the EMSB remain engaged and 
continue to learn. So with that, I want to talk to Christy, who is the principal of virtual learning. And what an effort that must have been to try to put together schools that aren't in a building. Christy, tell us a little bit about what it was like to try to put together full programs and how many students are involved. So yes, it definitely was a huge endeavor. It's honestly the directors of the different departments at the school boards that put this together. They got together thinking, you know what, Uh, we don't have that many students who applied. We can get this done and uh, we'll see how it goes. And that was at first, I think they had less than 50 applications during the summer. And then it just exploded exponentially where we are now at uh, almost 570 students from the pre-kindergarten level all the way to secondary five in high school. Uh, So when it did uh, explode the way it did, uh, they had to bring in a full staff. And by that, I mean full-time secretaries, full-time principal, vice principal, uh, et cetera. It's a full staff of classroom teachers, resource teachers, support staff also for those students with learning difficulties. There was also the whole technology aspect of things. We had to supply a lot of laptops to those students who did not have uh, their own technology at home. We also have families who don't have internet at home. So we were able to supply these students with uh, the technology with an LTE key to be able to access the classrooms from home. Everybody's now used to it. So this whole virtual learning had to be built in less than three weeks. And now you've got almost 570 students involved. Exactly. Well, let's talk to one of the students that's had to live with this for the since uh, the school year began. Alessia Fauché-Nuchera, once again, grade five. She would be at Dunray Gardens Elementary, but she's been at home this whole time. Hi, Alessia. Hello. Do you like staying home and going to school? Actually, yes, because it makes me uh, spend more time with my family because my mom, she stays at home with me since uh, it can't be left at home alone, obviously. And uh, we get to have lunch together. And like when she takes a break from work, we, we uh, spend family time together. And uh, I also like the fact that we can use like more technology because it's directly with a computer. I, I honestly find it really fun. Uh, let's say you want to have like play date with your friends. Instead of going there physically, you could just like send them a link by email or by text for them to join a call and you could play video games that you want. What's your school day like? The teachers, they set up a schedule for us. And that's honestly really helpful because we know what we're going to do at what time and the teachers they tell us whenever we have recess and let's say we go over class time a little bit um they give us an extra few minutes um for our recess and that's honest i really appreciate that <laughs> and <laughs> and uh Uh, Whenever we need to do like presentations, I find it a tiny bit easier because uh, you don't have to bring actual uh, physical props with you. Do you get to see all of your classmates when you're... Well, uh, you could actually choose the amount of people you see. And I'd say we're like 20 to 23 students in my class. And the maximum amount of people you could see on your screen is 49. So uh, there's like 
these things we call tiles. It's like the screens of like the other people inside the call. And uh, you could choose the amount of tiles that you want to see. And like, let's say you just want to see the teacher, you could just put it to one. If you want to see everybody, you could just put it to the maximum. So yes, we can see everybody that's there. So then you feel more like you're in a classroom. Yeah, exactly. We feel like we're with people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so for you, Alessia, this has been a good experience. You're happy with it. Yeah, I really am happy with it. Does going back to school, something uh, to the actual building, is that something you're looking forward to or you're okay with the way things are? Well, uh, I am okay with the way things are. I I kind of miss uh, in-person school because the teachers there were really nice, but I honestly think that teachers in general are just nice. I'd I'd honestly prefer um, online school because... uh, Let's say someone is like being mean to you, you could just hang up, you know, like you could just ignore them for the rest of the day because uh, in-person school, sure, you could walk away, but like they're always going to be there. Well, on that note, let's then talk to our psychologist, Dr. Despina Vasilio. Dr. Despina, why don't you just give me your assessment of what this has been like for the students? When we first shut down, we were checking in on students and they seemed to be doing okay. And we were looking at what the experts in the field were saying, what to expect when this started again. And so they were saying that the kids may be worried and may be anxious and depressed. And so we psychologists and the guidance counselors, the mental health professionals in schools were preparing to receive students like that. Uh, But interestingly enough, when September came and the elementary schools reopened, we found that many of our kids did actually much better than we were expecting. They seemed to be very happy to be back at school, to have that structure. Um, As Alessia said, you know, having that schedule helps the routine. Being in the physical presence of the teacher is also helpful. But in our high schools and some of our elementary schools, we noticed that some kids were preferring the virtual learning. They do better with it. Uh, For instance, we have kids who have difficulties getting themselves to school, either due to motivational issues or life circumstances, and they were attending more online than they were in school. So that was a positive thing for themselves. Uh, I think at the end of the day, what we kind of learned from our students is that they got to learn a bit about themselves, about their personal characteristics, what works for them, what doesn't. With some students, they need that flexibility and what virtual school has to offer, the virtual learning where it's their home, they don't have that travel. Like Alessia said, maybe they don't have the issues with the peers uh, that may be bothering them. Uh, And so that helped, whereas other students um, have gone more into have depression and anxiety because of the inability to socialize with their peers. And so being in school has been helpful in that way. Whenever we face some kind of adversity, we learn using our coping strategies, we we have some growth. So we learn a bit about ourselves, what works for us, what doesn't, and we kind of try and build our skills. So we've been trying to, you know, get kids to learn about what makes them feel better, what makes them stronger. We noticed that um, they're responding better Families are spending more time together, like Alessia mentioned, and some people are learning more skills. Uh, I always joke that, you know, a lot of people learn how to make bread, and now we're having problems with zipping up our jeans. Parents and kids had to do more activities with, with each other as well. 
And so more quality time within the families. Do you feel that the students are gaining that strength through all of this? We always hope that that's what they're doing. That's what we try and uh, uh, encourage the students to do through our social learning uh, lessons that we have in our schools, um, through different kinds of activities we do. We kind of uh, promote being kind to one another and uh, when I see students who are struggling with other students, whether, you know, they're having challenges between each other, it's all, we always look at, well, you know, who are the, the others that you maybe feel more comfortable to be with? Um, and so focusing on, you know, we should be with people who make us feel better about ourselves and promote us as opposed to people who may be tearing us down. But, you know, the person who's doing the tearing down, we have to also look at what is going on with them and how can teach them more socially appropriate behaviors as well. Boy, all in all, quite the year. I have to commend all the work of all of you. Uh, Christy, did you want to add something? I just wanted to, to specify who our, our students are. Part of the socializing was, was mentioned. So a lot of our students are in virtual learning because either they themselves have a medical exemption because they're at risk of COVID, or they have a family member living with them who's at risk of COVID. So sometimes it's not the child itself that is at risk. So it's not entirely their choice to be learning virtually. We tried to make it as close as possible to a brick and mortar school. So socializing was definitely a big aspect for uh, the younger ones in elementary school. So we do offer extracurricular activities so the kids get to know each other. And a lot of our students do take part in them. We were able to offer them at no cost to the parents so that they would be involved. And they're able to choose as many as they want throughout the whole week. So a lot of them are taking part in this. They are uh, making friends. They are getting to develop those social skills, even though they're not in person. So we thought that was really helpful uh, to them to feel a bit less in this whole situation. Joe, I'll leave the last word with you. I mean, the innovation, the work that has been done by the EMSB to keep everything together. So there's a reason why, you know, year after year, the EMSB has the highest success rate for our students among all the public boards uh, across the province. And it's because, you know, our, our pedagogues are, are amazing. They know they know what they're doing. They're, they're the experts. And they step up. And really, uh, this is what was really demonstrated. I mean, the virtual school was was set up really, really quickly for children who, for example, are immunocompromised or living with someone immunocompromised. We know that it's certainly a challenge. It's, it's a complete change of, of structure. It's, it, it's a big change for the children who have to adapt. And it turns out, you know, we're hearing that, that some of the students are performing even better than they did within school learning. So that's really a testament to to the hard work that everybody's put into this. You know, we, we did, uh, we invested $5 million in our virtual school. So, so we knew that this was something that was important because uh, there were obvious concerns about such a, a major change and, and perhaps students could fall behind and we certainly never want that. So, um, you know, again, unexpected times, major changes, but we've really done a tremendous job uh, through it all. And I commend everybody and the hard work that they've done throughout this year. It's really, really, really impressive. It is impressive. Looking back over this incredible year and how the EMSB has succeeded in keeping their students uh, healthy, engaged, and still learning. And they're, so my thanks to you for all the work that you've done. 
and uh, to Joe Ortona, who is the chair of the EMSB, to Christy Tanuris, who is the principal of the EMSB Virtual Learning, to Dr. Despina Vasimio, who is a school psychologist, and to our lovely Alicia Fauché-Nuchera, who is our grade five student, virtual learning student, uh, normally at Dunray Gardens Elementary. Thank you all for the work that you've done and for keeping the school year together and for joining me today. been listening to the English Montreal School Board podcast with Suzanne Desotel. Make sure to subscribe to this and the Inspirations Podcast, Quebec's only podcast dedicated to the special needs community on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening.